Today's episode of the Travel Guides Podcast is brought to you by Alan, Kira, Yosh, Sean, and all your other friends from the Democratic Party election teams who just wanted to remind you to cast your votes. Remember, your voice matters. And now, it's time to start the show. I'm on my way to Berlin. I heard it's my kind of town. I want to call What's going on, travel family? It's your main man, Just GQ, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. It has been a crazy, we are in the final chapters of 2020, so, you know, it's been, and and the year has not disappointed, well, I guess it has disappointed a lot of people, <laughs> and it continues with this election that is going on. So, you know, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the lead-in. I mean, between airlines emailing me all the credits when they were canceling my flights in the beginning of the year and the dnc folks texting me to remind me to to vote i now know the level of communication that i deserve in a relationship so that will be the standard moving forward that's it <laughs> but moving in to the to, to today's episode excuse me let's start off with a little bit of housekeeping i know we have some new listeners to the travel guys podcast so if you are new or if you are just visiting please subscribe to the travel guys podcast you can do so on apple podcast spotify stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast and if you have followed us if you have been if you are a part of the travel fam then please consider leaving us a review rate us review us it helps us to rise in the rankings so that people can find the travel guys podcast when they're looking for a travel resource you know which a lot of us are from time to time if you hear some rummaging or some pause on the on the ground i'm going to try to get through this i am dog excuse me i am dog sitting Right now for Tino, if he comes over here, then I will let you guys say hello. And he's he's not super talkative, but he is a beautiful beagle and he is has been a, a, a light to my life for the for the time that I've had him. So, you know, I'm trying to record. I'm going to try to get through this episode before he was just clanging in the background. I just fed him. Um, you know, I know dogs love love peanut butter, so I've been giving him giving him peanut butter as like a little treat. So he was back there banging and clanging his bowls while he was uh, while he was having his his meal. However, you know, just wanted to give that so to give that context, so you're not thinking you're trying to figure out what's going on and what all the racket is in the in the background here. Um, and while I'm talking all that action, he just went upstairs. So he's not worried about me. So we just going to keep it, keep it pushing. So let's go into what's in the news. So for what's in the news, Southwest Airlines has been staying in the in the headlines. I mentioned the last time that they had added some new destinations that they were they were flying to O'Hare in Chicago, as well as Miami, where two of the gaps within their their offering because they are were already flying to Fort Lauderdale and Midway, but it was a little bit out of the way. But they have since added Colorado Springs as well. So I think that will be great for people who are looking to go skiing or go snowboarding. You know, obviously, the socially distanced activities will continue to be relevant in 2021. But also, they are in the headlines for another reason. 
So while we know that American and United Airlines have been leaving middle seats open throughout the year, while Southwest and Delta were closing middle seats to maintain social distancing and to allow passengers to feel a little bit more comfortable in their in their flying experience, Southwest has announced that they will be eliminating middle seats being open this month in November. So this is just something to keep in mind. You know, it, they they underwent a lot of scrutiny in the in the in just on social media. I know United had announced first that they were that they were just not that they were just throwing caution to the wind and they were basically going to return to 20 <laughs> to 2019 leaning on this study that was talking about the prevalence of how, you know, cases were being transmitted. And the study basically was saying that with people wearing masks that there was a very low opportunity or very low likelihood that the um, that the that coronavirus would be able to be to be transmitted between between passengers. Hey, buddy! But obviously, with this comes the great assumption that that which we know is not true that everybody's going to be wearing masks. So the ability to police is going to be that much more important when they when they're closing down middle seats or when they when they're opening them up for for people to to come and sit in them. So I know for me personally that was the that was a big driver as far as my comfort level in flying, which I know I've been pretty open about about talking about with just with middle seats being open on Southwest and in on Delta, you can very easily get a a whole road to yourself where you don't even have to worry about, you know, any type any kind of issue because I'm not even talking to people. I'm not, I'm not sitting next to them. They, everybody's wearing a mask. You know, if we're, if we're communicating, it's very low key and, and, and infrequent. So I feel really good about my ability to not ingest anybody else's germs. However, with this, this is a bit of a game changer. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but Delta will Delta announced that they would be opening up their middle seats in early 2021. And really what this drives to is that there's a lot of money that's been, that's been lost. So, I had mentioned this way back in in March, April, May, when all of this stuff was really ramping up that, you know, these airlines, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They've been doing this. They've been priming us as travelers to get us to feel more comfortable with flying and so that they can drive the revenue that they need. There were. 800, uh, just under eight hundred fifty thousand people that passed through TSA in September. And Southwest reported that they lost $20 million in September, and they are projecting to lose $60 million in November. So those losses can only stand for so long before they're going to take action to try to restore the full, the fullest capacity for their for their uh, for their earning potential. So we knew that this was coming. This is not come as a as a big surprise. But obviously, you know, you have if there's anything that we have learned, you know, I think we can at least give these airlines the benefits of the doubt. I mean, we've seen several viral videos of people being, which I enjoy a lot, of, of these people being removed from planes and from flights because they are not wearing their mask or not wearing their mask properly or they're taking it off or they are making passengers uncomfortable. So I think that we can give them the benefit of the doubt that they will enforce this, especially knowing that this is going to be a driving force for people's comfort levels in, in flying as well. Um, also, changes in the, uh, in the travel sphere. American Airlines is no longer, you know, before American and, and United were basically, they had adopted the Southwest mentality where they weren't 
busting you upside the head for change fees. They would allow you to, to cancel your flight. You could keep the credit, what have you. I mentioned that I had taken advantage of that in my failed attempt to go to Aruba, which I am definitely going to rectify. So mark my words. But that, that was super helpful. And I will actually be heading to the DR on that same credit here this week. So as a start to the birthday celebration. So we will, you know, that 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 was a big plus for me, honestly, and just being and it did help to to ease some of my concerns and and make me honestly, it gave me some some good. Uh, it built goodwill with American for me. But those days are done. Those days are done. American is back to charge and change fees. So it was nice while it lasted. However, as I was looking to to book that flight, um, I noticed that they are charging you an extra hundred dollars to avoid change fees, which makes no sense whatsoever because you could just pay the travel insurance for with Alliance for 28 bucks. So, you know, that I think that they either know this, maybe they're just trying to be able to claim that they're offering it or they're trying to help passengers out, but they're really not. They're just busting you upside the head. So don't be a fool. And just if you are, if you're unsure about the trip, just book the travel insurance. You'll lose 28 bucks, but you'll save the rest of the funds. So that is what is going on in the travel news. Let's transition to what is on my mind. And what is on my mind is what is on everybody's mind, which is who is going to be this president? This has been a a wild election, but not as wild as 45 would have you believe, because the process of early voting and voting by mail with absentee ballots is not a new concept. So regardless of how many times 45 tries to claim, just because it's new to him doesn't mean that it's new. So, you know, this is I I had to go back in and double check because personally I had voted absentee because, you know, I've, I've mentioned I moved around a lot. And so I had I have not been in one place for a long period of time, one city specifically and one residence to be even more specific for a long time. Honestly, more not more than three years. So I was voting through absentee ballots for for several times. And so I was very familiar with that process. However, the early voting was something that I was not uh, very familiar with. And when I was living in Chicago, I really enjoyed the, because I can be a bit of a skeptic and I have been through some of the, uh, you know, the kind of the conspiracy theory um you know, mentality and just like thinking through like, is this real? Is this rigged? Like all of these things and trying to trying to process that. So I enjoyed voting in person because I felt like that was the most direct way to make sure that my vote was counted. Not that it there was going to be fraud, but just that, that it was actually going to be counted and it was going to be processed and I could see it with mine eyes. However, once I had registered down here in Florida, I realized I saw early voting called out and they sent me this a year ago. So, again, this is not anything new. This is not anything. This this was not a covid precaution because last September, October, they did not know that this was going to happen. They, you know, so I think it's just it's just very funny when and I'm not sure if you guys watched the press conference earlier tonight. And this is coming to you on on Thursday. This may go live on Friday. However, he just got off the air talking about <laughs> just just hurling non-truths 
And there were several news outlets that cut the broadcast of this presser. And I mean, this dude is a sociopath. Like, and I'm not even trying to. Yeah, I, I guess I am getting political, but it's it's just more so the 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 amount of things that he has said that have gone unchallenged is just crazy. And I think that, and honestly, you know, I try to maintain a bipartisan lens on a lot of things, or a nonpartisan lens, I should say, and just be on the side of, of right and logic and you know things that make sense to me it's, but I so in doing so I will listen to both to to different outlets and so as I went down because I was like surely this is like people see the can see through that he's just being a a sore loser and doesn't want to and sees the the tide turning and everything um, but no there are people who are they're very entrenched and they believe that there is fraud happening in an election that is being conducted very similarly to those past which is disappointing <laughs> at at best is disappointing at best because obviously there is going to be, you know, we've, we just mentioned early voting, neither early voting nor absentee ballots or mail-in voting is new. It's not a new concept. However, we could obviously expect that there to be more mail-in ballots because it's a pandemic. So people are not trying to vote in person if they can, because they want to be cautious. So I, I don't, you know, this just feels very logical to me. And I would imagine that other people would share in that, but it does not see that. Um, it doesn't seem that way for, for everybody else. So that is, that's a little bit disappointing, but we are, you know, going on day four of this. It seems that, you know, the swing states that are up, they are turning for Joe Biden. So it looks like that is where it's leaning. I don't want to call it early i don't know so i'm i'm not going to but i'm just saying that is how it looks either way whether it's trump whether it's biden i'm gonna be leaving the country next week so i can't even worry about all that so <laughs> so y'all let me know how it is i will be tuned in maybe i won't be maybe i'll just be on airplane mode i don't know but i will be trying to figure out what is going on make sure y'all are good back here and you know as we as we think about 2021 as well, you know, one thing that I can, um, you know, I've really been looking at, at Tanzania and Ghana and just really, you know, uh, realizing that I do need to go back to Africa. So I'm glad that, that Trump reminded me of that while he was uh, while he had his time in, in office. But that's neither here nor there. So let's keep it moving to the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. So for today's main event, we will be discussing my recent trip to Arizona. And so, you know, I've mentioned, just to give you all a little background on the trip, this took a lot of twists and turns. So originally, you know, we had one of my one of my good cousins, we had, uh, she had her birthday earlier in the year, and but she wasn't able to, bless you, Tina, but they were not able, she was not able to celebrate the way that she wanted to. So we were going to go out to Arizona to celebrate. So being the just book it gentleman that I am, I went ahead and just booked it. I, I bought the flight and just had it out there. I was like, I found a good fare. I was like, let's go. Like, epic. So booked the flight, just had it, had it chilling in my, in my queue with Southwest. And then people started dropping out. They were like, no, no, no. They just didn't book, but I was, I was already committed to it. So I was like, okay, no problem. No problem. So then I just reached out to some other, some of my people who are out there and then they were like, nah, I can't do it. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I reached out to some other folks and I, they were like, nah, I don't think I can do it. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, I had made up my mind. I was like, look, I have 
not been moving around as much as possible or as much as I usually do. I sat in my house for a literal 90 days for three months once, you know, COVID happened. And then I decided to dip a toe in going out to Colorado. And I was out there for a little bit and it was cool. And I had kind of hit my wave as far as what I was comfortable with, with, you know, in terms of a socially distant situation. I, I did take a leap because we were staying in the Airbnb and there were several people in there, but I was able to kind of carve out my space and be uh, alone or be or just not be around as many people. And it, it was earlier, so people were being super cautious. People hadn't hit that Atlanta mode where, you know, they haven't, you know, they people were out of the clubs and the hookah spots were popping and all that action. That wasn't that wasn't really going on yet. So and then also from an activity standpoint, just being out in nature, being in fresh air. You guys know my motto, no ceilings, no walls. So all of that was being was being followed. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go. Even if I go by myself, I'm gonna go because I'm looking for a new experience and I just wanna <clears throat> go and check it out. And then additionally, when I was and I'm not sure how y'all use IG, I have had a, a back and forth relationship with Instagram because, you know, I, you re, I truly do realize and people say that you are what you ingest a lot, but I have realized that that is very, very true, you know, and it's, I've had to kind of regulate what I am looking at because it, it affects my mood. It affects kind of my overall vibe and, and how I'm, how I'm living my life or how I feel on a day-to-day basis. So I say all that to say that one way that I have been using IG is to research places. You guys do a lot of a lot of cool travel stuff. And, I, and being a part of the black travel movement specifically is very inspiring because I see people who look like me who are doing things that I want to do or seeing things that I've already done. So I can either help them to do it better or to do it at all, or they can help me to do it better or to do it at all. So one thing that I came across was the pink, the coral pink sand dunes in Utah, which is what and it really inspired me and pushed me to keep this trip on the books and move forward because the Coral Pink Sanders, I was like, this is lit. This is something, some stuff I've never done before. I, it is on the Arizona-Utah border. So, you know, I have, I've ventured outside of Phoenix and the many times that I've gone out there, but I enjoy doing different types of experiences. Previously, I had gone to the Botanical Gardens out in out in Phoenix, which was which was kind of cool. I had gone to Antelope Canyon, which was very dope, even though it was very heavily curated for Instagram, which I did not really like. But that was, you know, these were instances where I was able to do something a little different. So I was like, man, the Coral Pink Sandals is going to be a great opportunity to do something similar. So I was I was hyped. So I was I was like, let's do it. So I had reached out to a couple other folks. I had uh, Courtney from the Unpopular Black. She came out, agreed to come out with me. She was already planning like a a road trip because, you know, that's how she gets down. She <laughs> she was planning a road trip to to drive down from Colorado, down, you know, through Utah, through Arizona, and then onward. I, I, she is the freest of spirits. So I'm not even fully sure where the initial, uh, where, where a road trip was going to take her. However, she had agreed to meet me, which was dope because I was like, okay, cool. I got a travel buddy and she does this. So to travel with someone who was smarter than me in this lane was excellent. And I was, I was very excited about that, regardless of who else, who else ended up joining. And so we ended up meeting up with, with a couple of folks in, in Phoenix as well, but we were together for the, for the adventure part of the trip. So I say all that to say, 
We went out there. It was. It ended up being an excellent choice. The sand dunes, the coral pink sand dunes, gave us a little bit of trouble just because I had reached out on some on some travel guides. Actually, like you know, we're trying to go out there, trying to see. You know, I'm a travel blogger. You know, whatever. And they were booked solid through the end of 2020. Like I was, I was, and I started looking in like September. They were booked solid. I reached out to them. It seemed like there were like only there was only like one or two companies that had. ATVs or had like had a company that could that could go out and could take you on a tour and the tour looked very dope like you looked like you they took you out on ATVs you had like a a, five, a four hour tour and then you went to the pink coral sand dunes you could get your pictures off or whatever but you could also just like sandboard you could you could ride the ATVs you could you know do do whatever you can just just live your life and it was it was super picturesque so I was definitely looking forward to it and definitely plan on doing it again however it just didn't look it just didn't work out this time which is which is unfortunate so I'd be lying to you if I said that this wasn't like in 90% freestyle <laughs> which is kind of like how I get down anyways and Courtney was you know God bless her was very flexible with me on this as well but I didn't really have a plan I just knew I was going out to, to Arizona and we were gonna find some cool stuff to, <laughs> to do so that being said I did want I was not able to get to record this episode, obviously, with Courtney, but I did want to give her a chance to holler at y'all to say what's up, and then I'll go into the breakdown of the trip. So here's Courtney. Hey there. Hi. My name is Courtney, a.k.a. Tater Top Bot. I am the founder and owner of The Unpopular Black. Uh, the Unpopular Black's mission is to encourage black adventure by providing representation, information, and access to the black community on adventure and outdoors. We definitely adventured through Arizona, Joshua and I. <laughs> um, and by adventure, I definitely mean explored as well as got a little lost. Um, it's funny because in in planning taking things back and planning our Arizona meetup. I kept on telling Joshua how, how badly we needed to see Sedona, right? Even if just for a hike, even if just to kind of peruse the adventures, right? To surface level. Um, and come to find out, we spent majority of the adventures in Sedona. Definitely by accident. Um, the story behind that is actually Joshua will tell you will tell it to you, but to me, I very much believe uh, as long as safety is a major part of the adventure, <laughs> I believe that getting lost is one of the best parts of adventuring um, because it also shows you that you can figure out how to get back to where you're going. Um, or that there are so many other things that you can't plan for that are just as beautiful as the adventure. Um, <laughs> but uh, also having adventure buddies are really awesome because after Sedona, after we got lost, we ended up not having a whole lot of time. And um, we wanted to hit the Grand Canyon but we were going to hit it right at about sunset. And I wasn't sure if that would be worth it. I didn't think it would be worth it. And Joshua insisted. And I am so grateful that he did because it was one of the most 
awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping sunsets that I have ever witnessed. Um, And I'm so grateful for that. But with that, I would 100% do the adventures again, even though I did get lost. Um, But I want to drop some tips on how to make sure that you adventure somewhat safely. Um, Some things you can't factor in, um, but these will make sure that you feel safe and secure on your adventure. Um, Download your maps, the trail that you will be uh, adventuring on. If you do do a hike or if you go on a scenic drive, download um, your maps. And if you sign up for and go to alltrails.com, A-L-L-T-R-A-I-L-S.com, you can um, plan out your hikes and your uh, like trailheads, the proper trailheads appropriately. Download those um, so that way you can actually see where you're going if you lose service and you get lost. Um, also, depending on where you're at, and really anywhere, but... Um, if you're in the desert or somewhere that's super, super hot, always, always, always bring lots of water. Bring more water than you think you'll need because if you do get lost, then at least you have it. Um, and last but not least, share your location uh, with a friend that is not in your group. <laughs> um, again, worst case scenario, if you were to, to actually get seriously lost, this is definitely a layer of security for... Um, for anyone, really, on any type of adventure. This isn't just hiking. <clears throat> Anytime I do a road trip um, or a solo adventure, I always make sure to share my location with at least two friends um, just in case if something were to happen. I know that they would um, come rescue me like Liam Neeson. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And depending on where you're at, I would recommend layers. So when we started on Saturday morning, it was definitely cruising about 50-some degrees. Um, and by the time we got back to the car, it was definitely hitting 80, 90. Um, so, yeah, just make sure you are somewhat prepared, as prepared as you can be. Um, you can also follow and connect with me on the Unpopular Black Um There are just so many beautiful places and gems and activities um, that have felt inaccessible to the black community for just far too long. And so my goal is to get us out there safely with as much information as possible and just create access for us. Um, I'm so glad to see more of us doing the things and experiencing nature Uh, I truly believe that nature heals and shows you the depths of life that so much of so much of us have been missing. So, uh, (laughs) thank you again, Joshua, for allowing me to come on your Arizona adventure. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. So as Courtney mentioned, I'm gonna give y'all the breakdown. So on so on Thursday, we arrived in Phoenix. And I gotta say, I gotta say, just starting out with the airport, I've been through Sky Harbor several, several times. I mean several times. And I was 
flabbergasted. I was floored by the facelift that Sky Harbor has gotten. I mean, it just looks incredible, to be all the way honest. So I was, it's very, it, it felt very LaGuardia-ish to me, where it was, you know, you go through LaGuardia and they just really, like, LaGuardia look run down like a mug, like, for, for a long time. And so, like, now, excuse me, especially in the, now, especially in the Southwest Terminal, it just looks, it looks great. It looks like a real airport. Like, I, I mean, I was just, I've just been very pleasantly surprised every time that I, and Tina over here chewing on, on my wrist wraps. You, y'all know I got my, my living room gym or whatever. He over there going to town on us, but I will press on. It is all good. I will sacrifice for the greater good of the podcast, but I was just very impressed with the investment and with the facelift that Sky Harbor has made um, and LaGuardia as well. So, you know, a hat tipped to the to the boards of tourism or whoever in the world controls the, the construction of these sites. But we arrived on Thursday and ended up linking with, with some friends out in Phoenix. It was this, I don't remember what the name of the of the spot was, but it was this cool little little speakeasy spot that I definitely had never been before, where it was a there was like through a pizza parlor and then like you go in the back and it's like an arcade and they had like a little dance floor. It's the first time that I had been inside somewhere. Uh, just, just referencing my previous rule, like no walls, no ceilings. This had both walls and ceilings. So I but there was like eight people in there which was great so that was so i felt pretty okay in that in that realm but we had a good time it was uh it was and shout out to Allie as well she's listening to this because we uh we definitely turned up a little bit and it what was interesting was i you know i pride myself on turning situations up like i i like to be i like to be a fun guy you know so word to mushrooms that was that was bad i'm sorry but anyways there was <laughs> some of y'all still didn't get that but you know, I we we went in and and uh, I was there. My flight got in a little later, so they were kind of turning down. I was like, no, no, we going we gonna turn the situation up. So we got the shots, we got shots up like it was pregame shoot around, and you know we turned up a little bit. So it was a it was a good it was a good a good time. So on Friday, you know we spent spent the we ended up spending the night in Phoenix, which was fine because there were. Uh, issues with the rental cars like i don't know what's been going on this was the second time that i had encountered issues with rental cars but there were none like it was like i was going through i have status with national so that's my first my first stop enterprise is my second and then from there i just whatever it's like the, the best price but they were there were no cars and and it was when i called about it because i was like really looking and you'll see this is a this is a this will be a theme we will we will talk about the marriott debacle <laughs> it, that happened in sedona here shortly but that was it was just, it was just like flooring to me like i was calling them and the in the customer service for national and enterprise which and national is really great so this was mostly enterprise but they were not helpful like at all like there were like I called them and I would say, hey, look, you know, I'm looking for a rental from Thursday to Sunday. And they were like, oh, we don't have that. It's like, OK. And they're like, sorry. It's like, that's not acceptable. Like, tell me what what do you have? What are the other options? Are you, you let me help you. You want to ask me if I'm flexible, if my plans are flexible, if I could do Friday to Sunday, if I could do if it's Saturday and Sunday. Well, how about some other options? Who else has cars? It looks like y'all are your fleet 
is is out. Your fleet is depleted. Is there any? Is there another option for me? Can you help me? I mean, just anything. And so finally, after being transferred like three and four times, I in leading the conversation, which is my pet peeve as well, because that is your job. I would. They they were like, you know, we have something for Friday to Sunday. So I was like, okay, cool. I will take that. But obviously, the car was necessary because that's how we were going to get around because these these destinations are you know two and a half three hours away from one another so it's it's very necessary to have wheels like i'm definitely not going to be ubering that almost canceled the whole the whole genre so i wasn't i was not going to go for that at all so that is why we ended up staying the night in Phoenix on Thursday, woke up on Friday, did a little work. You know, I love I love a good work remote day. And I was late on the train because I was definitely not maximizing the work remote situation until until, you know, the until I, I had to get my foot in or whatever. But woke up, did some work and it was really worked out really nicely because of the time the time difference. So I'm already an early riser, but you know, mountain time. And I believe Phoenix is actually on Pacific time now because they do the weird thing where they don't they don't swap. But they were, you know, it was it was early. So I could wake up mad early, do what I had to do. And then from there, uh, you know, but I could work a full day and then it's 2 p.m., you know, and then I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to roll. So we go and we pick up the rental. And, you know, that's I had forgotten, honestly, like even going back to Sky Harbor, that the rental place is far <laughs> from the from the actual terminal so that threw a little bit of a wrench but it wasn't anything it was just like more so a, a mild inconvenience that I would feel on the while, while I was trying to catch my flight my flight out more so so you just want to make sure when you're going through Sky Harbor you allow some time if you are renting a renting a car there uh, but then after we picked up the picked up the rental, we hit the road, went up to Sedona, got there in time for for sunset. We were targeting sunset. Went to Buda Beach, which was a really cool location. And the and overall, like I have done Sedona, which is where we spent the majority of the time. I have done Sedona several times, which I think I have mentioned. But I had done very traditional Sedona. I had done Church in the Rock. I had done the Dr. Seuss Museum. I had done like the restaurants and all of that but I had never hiked the way that I that that we were that we did I hadn't done the vortexes I we were I was really on a quest to see birthing cave as and uh and and Courtney had mentioned wanting to go see devil's bridge as well so I had never done these things so there this was a a good opportunity to get an alternative Sedona experience but we arrived in Sedona at sunset Pulled up to Buda Beach. It was very cool. We had, I think, the to park to pull into uh, the parking was like ten bucks or eight bucks, I believe. And then from there, we parked, and then you there was like a little trail where you walked through, hiked through like some some woods, and there was like it opened up into like this little oasis where there were like horses that were <laughs> that were like frolicking in there. People were people were with them, and they were having a good time. Then you know you walk through, and then it it emerges into you see you see Buddha Beach, where which is really just rock and and like a stream. But then there's you've got the the red rocks in the backdrop, and so you've got Bell Rock that's there, and it's it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. And so you're you're looking at that. the The, the sunset was cool. We were able to like stay there for a little bit. You can see the there's I had not seen the stars in so long like I couldn't even tell you the last time that I saw that I saw the stars 
which is which sounds kind of sad to say, but it's it's real. Like I just I had never I hadn't really taken a chance to just look at it. And this is this whole trip was a reconnection with nature, which was very tranquil. And it was it was it's something that honestly it's a it's a blessing that that COVID has given me just to think through a different way of exploring and a different way of experiencing trips. Because I had mentioned before, kind of separately, hopefully not going down a or going on a huge tangent, but I had mentioned before that I had not really taken advantage of living near the beach since I had been in Florida. So going to the beach and just like chilling there or getting there for sunrise, getting there for sunset, going there during the day, like those are things that I just hadn't really taken advantage of as much as I should have. So, and I think that this was a another example of of that where where you when you're out in nature and and it's so pure and tranquil that you can so you can just look up and you can you can be grateful and you can just experience gratitude and see God's creation it is is a it was a very a wildly connective experience there but we left from <clears throat> Buddha Beach went and grabbed something to eat and there um and then we had the Marriott debacle. So I am a Platinum Elite member for, I say that in a non-flexing way, non-flexy. But I am a Platinum Elite member with Marriott, which affords me some privileges based on the amount of times I have stayed. I have a lot of points. And so that is where, that is with whom I place my loyalty is with Marriott. So moreover, more than likely, they take care of me. There is not, I'm typically able to, I can get upgraded rooms. I can, you know, I can book, obviously using my, using my points. I get annual rewards for, for staying, for, for staying loyal and for renewing my, my status with them. So as we're looking, and I typically, because I mentioned this was a freestyle trip. So I'm leaning on my points heavily to make sure that we have a place to stay. And so I typically have, I'm no stranger to booking on the day of, or on the night of, hell, walking right up to the, to the hotel. I'm, that, that has never been an issue at all. So long story short, we leave from Buda Beach and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure out where we're going to stay for the, for the night. And as I'm scrolling, I see a courtyard that is, that is nearby. Perfect. You know, it's not going to run me a ton of, a ton of points. I'm just going to Stay there. I'm, it's all good. So I'm booking. I find a room. I book the room. I click on it. And then it's I'm getting like the, the rainbow wheel. It's going. And then I click on it again. And it times out. App crashes. Sends me back to start over again. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I, I go back in and do the same thing. Put the same date. Need a room for the night. And it's gone. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I try a few more times, and I'm like, I know somebody didn't just book this right from under my nose, but I think that is exactly what happened. So I call, and I'm like, actually, I go there physically <laughs> and pull up, and I'm like, what's up? Like, I, you know, I'm a Platinum Elite member. I have X amount of points. Like the, you know, the the room that I was booking, it it booked, and now there's nothing that's that's available. It's saying that the only room that is available is is going to be five hundred dollars for the night. You heard correctly, five zero zero. Y'all know how I feel about my money. Y'all know I was not excited about this at all, especially especially when I have funds for a free room in my dead gum bank in my in my point bank. 
I don't know if that's the technical term, but y'all know what I'm saying. So the woman at the desk looks me in my eyes and she's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It seems that the we, we are sold out for the night. We don't have anything that is available for points. So I was like, well, you just said a couple things there. So you said that you don't have anything available, but then you said you don't have anything available for points. Which is it? She was like, we don't have anything available for points. I was like, so you have a room, but I can't book it, even though I'm telling you, and you can clearly see when the rooms were getting booked out and everything, that I have this status, and I have points that are available, but you won't let me cash them in based on some arbitrary calculation around how many rooms are available for that. So I don't know what was going on in Sedona, but it was it was there was a lot. It was there wasn't there weren't many rooms that were going on, and there was also a a wide delta between the types of rooms that were available. So you had like three, four, five, and then a day's in. You had a courtyard, a renaissance, an element, motel eight. <laughs> so there was not and and when the threes and the fours are are costing you you know, five, six hundred dollars a night, it's called three to six in in our reality. You know, that is that's hitting me deep because rooms are something, lodging is something I'm not gonna skimp out on. I will I will begrudgingly fly a spirit if I need to, but I'm definitely not doing no basic economy. Y'all know how I feel about that. Just pay the extra 30 bucks to get the economy so they don't strip you of all your rights. That's neither here nor there though. But I, y'all know I'm, I'm, I will, I will pain myself through a flight if I need to. I'm 1000% not doing that with hotels. I've been in a room where I've seen some move that wasn't a person. So I'm not doing that. And plus, especially in, a, in the midst of a pandemic, no less, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to chance it. I'm not going to chance it. I value my cleanliness. However, this woman looked me in my eyes and she was like, she shrugged her shoulders at me. She kind of hit me with the Kanye shrug. She was like, there's nothing we can do. I ain't got nothing for you. You got, you got these points. That's great for you. You platinum elite. That's cool and everything. But you're going to have to come up off this money if you're going to stay here. So I was pissed. I called Marriott. I talked to the manager. I had my pixie cut rocking. I was like, I need to talk to everybody. Nobody was helping me. They were very rude to me as well. So I was just like, man, I'm not, I'm not fooling with y'all. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So I ended up as I was, as it so happened, there was another Marriott property. I left that courtyard. I was like, man, screw them. I went, I left, left out and went to, I mean, at least, I, I'm sorry, I went back, but I mean, at least hooked me up with a family, a family and friends discount or something. And I understand that. So that this these are these are champ, somewhat champagne problems, but this is just the level of care that I have come to expect. Okay, if I have pledged my loyalty to you, I expect you to to help me, especially in there's when there's an arbitrary situation where the the stakes are zero or five hundred dollars. Come on, man, you know that's crazy. That's crazy. Anytime paying five hundred dollars, the flight didn't cost that much. I just I, the flight in the car that was the big ticket item for one night stay. I was fit to be tired, but <clears throat> I left that courtyard, recalibrated. I was steaming, Willie beaming. And after that exchange, found I mentioned Element. There was an Element Hotel, which is a Marriott property. I went there. They were uh, unable to give me a deal on the room. However, 
they had a room that was available and it was at a lower price. It was at the, I think it was like 350, which hurt a lot. But nonetheless, because it was getting late and I can be stubborn and I was being a, a bit of a brat, some might say, but whatever. I've earned my points. I've earned the right to kick and scream a little bit <laughs> in the name of getting a deal or getting a hookup, whatever. So stayed there, woke up bright and early because I was, one, I got in, I drank all the water, all of it, because I was like, I'm going to use, I'm going to get all my value. I used every bar of soap that was in, that was, (laughs) that was in the, the room, all the shampoos, all the conditioners, all the lotions, all the body gels, everything. I was so clean. I was so clean. Then they had coffee. I fixed myself all the coffee, all the tea. I went down in the morning, <laughs> woke up bright and early, went down in the morning, definitely had the breakfast and had me some more tea, had me some coffee, had me some hot chocolate. Then I scooped pretty much, <laughs> this is the petty, this is the petty. I scooped the hot chocolate, basically like all the hot chocolate that they had and all the tea that they had, threw it straight in my bag and walked upstairs in the name of Aldrin Justice. I don't know how many of y'all watch How I Met Your Mother, but the Aldrin Justice episode, I will refer you to that, but it was, it made me feel better, okay? It made me feel better about the amount of money that I had that I had spent there, even though full retail, that probably only added up to five bucks, it felt good. So, whatever. Judge your mama. And once we were up, I'm done with that with that rant. But when we once we were up, then we started on a a very long but complete and fulfilling day. So we woke up to to catch sunrise at Cathedral Rock. It was gorgeous, and this was something that this was a Courtney suggestion because while I was driving, she was researching, and as I mentioned, she had been. She was somewhat familiar with with the surroundings, at least from a conceptual standpoint. I was not. So we wrote, woke up, went to Cathedral Rock. I was so confused. <laughs> I was so confused on sunrises that when, when I got there, I didn't even really realize. I guess I didn't read Romeo and Juliet enough to realize what was the east and what was the sun and whatever. But I was looking at these dark-ass rocks, and I was like, man, I thought sun, sunrise would be a little bit brighter than, than this. And then she was like, turn around, turn around. And then I saw it like hitting off of the the far side, like off of the red rocks, and it looked gorgeous. And then there were hot air balloons that came in as well, and they looked like they were just multiplying by the minute. I mean, that's something I would definitely like to do if I were going back out there. But, you know, there were two, then there were four, then there were eight. It looked like there were about 20 before we ended up leaving. And I w- it was just a breathtaking situation. Then on top of that, there seemed to be an indigenous spiritual service that was going on as well. So, you know, there were other people that were around Everybody was respectful and allowed them to to move forward, but it was just a deeply connective experience. And I, I honestly was just was super hyped because I had also, you know, beyond just taking in the sights. And I, whenever I'm there, obviously, like, you know, I pride myself on being the shooter and being able to capture moments and everything. But I always try to take a moment to enjoy where I am and to take in the sights and the surroundings and to just be. I think that that is something that that we as a as a culture don't do don't necessarily do a, a good enough job 
doing because we, you know, live to record, we live, live to capture, we want to share. But I think just being there and putting the technology away and just really like drinking it in is super important to just register the experience within yourself. So after doing that, I was very excited because I had just gotten my Tamron 17 to 35 millimeter lens. There is no ad. However, I was really excited about this because as I was doing some independent research on Aperture and just like how to shoot different things, I saw this lens and I was like, I like that. I've seen that before. It had like the lens hood. It would look really sleek and it was a it was a Sony lens. So then I researched the Sony lens and saw that and saw that it was a 17 by uh, 17 to 28, I believe. And then from there, I was looking at what would fit a Canon. So these the will fit pieces with like Sigmas and Tamarins and whatnot, those are, those were, those, those have always been my choice because they are lower, they're less expensive. So (laughs) I saw the 17 to 35 and I was, and bought it. And it is especially handy for landscape photography because it's a wide angle lens, but it, it would be great for like desert landscape shots. So I was super excited to use this. And you've got, I mean, the pictures, if you guys are following uh, me on Instagram at GQ50 or at the Travel Guys, and you've seen some of these, some of these shots where you can just see the vastness of the landscape. And it was, it was, it was breathtaking. So I'm very pleased for those of you who are, who are shooting or those of you who are looking to get into photography, that 17 to 35 was a great addition. I was very skeptical (laughs) initially, admittedly, and thought that, you know, I ended up paying about 500 bucks for it, but it was, you know, and I, I low key, there was a, a point in time where I was doubting my purchase, but it, it was well worth it. And the pictures came out incredible. And then additionally, you know, I am looking to, I will uh, print out some of my pictures and frame them and use them as, as artwork. So I cannot wait to see how these, how these pictures come out from a resolution standpoint, but I will definitely be uh, keeping this with me, keeping the AMF and thing on me as, as they say, whenever I'm traveling in addition to my 50 and my 15 millimeter fisheye lens. So after we left Cathedral Rock, we went to grab a very delicious cinnamon crumb muffin for myself, as well as an Americano, which are, which are two things that I enjoy greatly. Cinnamon crumb muffins and banana walnut. Those are just a joy for me. And then we continued down the trail looking for parked on the side of the it was an entryway into the into the trail, which basically was a hike into the into the woods looking for birthing cave and the pictures have looked incredible for birthing cave so i was like we have to go we have to go and we have to see birthing cave we have to experience it we got to get the flicks off we got to get the shots it's going to be dope that was our main destination as we were hiking for the day we had no clue how to get to it (laughs) so we met this i was we were sitting in the car and we, we you know courtney had found the way to enter into the into the trail but we were just going to be trying to figure it out once we got in there and then i saw i saw this man this kind looking Caucasian man who was behind who was behind us. And so I was like, I'm going to go ask him. So I got out of the car. I made myself look as least threatening as possible. And I walked up to his car and said, excuse me, introduce myself. We'll just call him Ernest. And Ernest was very helpful. Okay. Ernest gave us directions. He repeated them several times after I looked at, well, a few times after I looked at him very lost <laughs> after his 
first after he seemingly made it sound like it was going to be like a few directions and then we were going to be able to figure it out and it ended up being like a two minute soliloquy of of instructions of on an area that I was not familiar with but he was very nice he gave us directions so I wanted I wanted to pause there so you guys can hear Ernest okay all right so take this trail up to you're gonna hit the main hit trail. the main trail yeah, and it just veers right into it okay and then right after you hit the main trail in a very short distance the trail is going to make a sharp turn to the left okay don't cross over the don't logs. cross the logs okay then you're going to go about a half mile okay and then the trail will open up wide and you'll see two trails and you'll take the trail on the left okay and then you'll go about three quarters of a mile if you look up on the right, you'll see the cave up there on the right in the cliff. Okay, perfect. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one. So you guys heard Ernest, and you hear how how kind he was, but I want you to know that everything that you just heard was a lie. <laughs> it's totally wrong. We we never found Birthing Cave at all. I still have never seen it in person, but and I and I kid a little bit, but Ernest Ernest's directions were sent us on the wildest of goose chases. Um, basically, where and we never really figured it out. So I want to say that that we just zigged when we should have zagged, which is what we thought initially. But there was just there was just no there was no way we went we even went back to try to retrace steps. But there just wasn't. It was it was wrong. We ended up hiking about ten miles on the day, and it definitely didn't disappoint, anyways. Because even while we were searching for a birthing cave, we came across javelinas, which were things that I didn't know even existed. But they're wild pigs. Courtney was freaking out. I was. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if they were going to try to charge us. I didn't know what was going on. I had that Instagram video of that damn. Um, a bobcat or mountain lion that where the guy was was screaming at him was cussing the mountain lion out and it looked like a cobra charging at him and everything i was like i'm not trying to die in sedona like that, that was just not where what i i don't feel like that's what the lord had for me so i was just not trying to be in harm's way but it was a cool experience they were just kind of like it would look like a bunch of pumbas that were just rolling through and they they crossed our paths uh, while we were walking, there were gorgeous backdrops, which is a common theme throughout Sedona. The Red Rocks never disappoint. And then there was unique yet beautiful vegetation. So they had these red bark trees, which stuck out to me because those were wildly unique. And they were everywhere. But they were, were really cool. You like you couldn't tell if the red bark was the outer layer or if it was the inner layer. And it, I thought it was the inner layer and that the, the bark had been scraped off, but it actually was the outer layer. So when you found like a pure untouched red bark tree, they looked like, I mean, it looked like it was, it was like there was a, a burn, a fire burning within. Like it just, it just looked really, really cool. So there was definitely some, some good opportunities to, to get some, some nature flicks off there, but it, it just didn't disappoint where, as we were, as we were searching. We did come across a map and there were maps strewn about, but we realized how spread out everything was like in reality. So I think when you hear things in concept like, you know, this is three miles from this or this is four miles from this. I think we you know, a lot of people run. You run as that is a reference point for me. I am not a distance runner by any means, but I will. I'm good for a good three miles. 
You know, I can I can go there. I'm not trying to break down my muscle. You know, I like the the girth that I have. I like being muscular and everything. So I'm not trying to not try to eat into that. But I do. I would like to trim some of the fat. You know what I'm saying? And so like that is the good compromise. So anyways, three miles is my reference point on a lot of things. Three miles. I'm like, OK, that's that's a little bit. That's far. That's that's not that far. We can do it. We cannot do it. But I think once you've been hiking. And you got terrain that factors in there as well, some uphill, some downhill. So it cheats the the distance a little bit, or at least how your legs feel. When you've been hiking for like four miles and then you see something that's like, okay, this is four miles away, you're gonna double check. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think twice before committing to this additional four mile hike, knowing that you have to retrace all your steps. So we you know, when we saw the map, you really got a feel for just how spread out Sedona actually was. So we realized that Birthing Cave was pretty impossible because we were asking people and we were just getting turned all around in, in, in circles. And then Devil's Bridge, which I mentioned before, Courtney wanted to go see, that was a hike, no pun intended. That was very far. So so we had kind of crossed that out as well as like, okay, we're not going to be doing that. So we really calib- recalibrated like, okay, what is near and what can we do? And we were, you know, came across some very kind hikers who were there. Everybody, there was great community and, and great love for, for nature for, for, from the people who we encountered. And they let us know about the vortexes, which we had heard about, but we did not know a ton about. So the, the vortexes, Cathedral Rock is, uh, was one of the, the vortexes that we had already been to. And so, you know, and, and Bell Rock as well, which I had mentioned, but there were some others where we were coming up on. And so as a, as a whole, Sedona has these vortexes. And so all of Sedona is considered to be a vortex, but there are these specific sites where energy, you know, comes together most intensely. And so there are, Four major vortexes that are that are that Sedona is known for is Airport Mesa, Cathedral Rock, Bell Rock, and Boynton Canyon. And so we were really close to Boynton Canyon, where and they, they say that each radiates its own unique energy. And uh, perhaps that was what we were feeling out there, you know, while people were being super kind to one another. But that is the story behind the behind the vortexes. So when we were at Boynton, Boynton Canyon. We went to see Cochina Woman and Warrior Man. And so it was it was a little bit, little bit of a hike. Like you had to really like, <laughs> you know, there's a video where you you scaling, <coughs> excuse me. There's a video of me where you're scaling some rock. You know, you really you try you trying to you're trying to get up in there and and there are paths, but like it is not always super defined. So you gotta kind of figure out your own way. But it was well worth it. And once we finally got there, I I was you know, you you hike up and you get up to co- in between Warrior Man and Cochina Woman, and you can see everything. Like you can see all of Sedona for the for the most part. But then there is on if you hike to the top or if you climb rather to the top of Cochina Woman, which I believe that's the one. But they are they are in the midst. One was one we climbed, and then one was unclimbable. <laughs> like you would be taking your life your life into your own hands if you tried to climb the second one. But there, but we I think we I think Warrior Man was the one where it would you had to be it was gonna take like some professional skill to get up there. Cochina Woman was pretty was was pretty chill. It was it was it's it's tough for I'm not somebody who climbs, so I had doubts. I also am more conservative when it comes to taking risks like that. I like to be very calculated <laughs> because I am not trying to, a view is not worth harm to me. So 
uh, Courtney jumped right on up there, and there was this dude up there, David, who was up there at the top, David King. He has a, I believe it's a yoga studio called Desert Dragon. I told him that we would that we would mention this, but so I hung back for a little bit. Courtney's up there having a great conversation with him, whatever. He is up there FaceTiming somebody <laughs> on top of this on <laughs> this mountaintop. Where uh, and and so they're they're up there having a conversation. There is a bachelorette party that has, <laughs> that is monopolizing the photo op opportunity in front in front of the in front of the rock. And they're because they've taken their pictures. They're just chilling. They just decided they were just going to sit there and like cackle with with one another. When there is a literal line of people who are waiting to to get up and take and take pictures, I'm just off to the side. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm just going. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what's up. So you get in there, you, 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 there's, there's not a defined path. So you're really like feeling rock and feeling where your fingers can get in there and how you can like, you know, you got to get flexible and Spider-Man-y and like, you know, put a leg over your, over your elbow so you can pull yourself up, whatever. Long story short, you get up there and we start talking to David and David gets to talking and David is a, is a very hippy dippy dude and he's just he's he's talking to us and it's all love and then he wants to get into talking about coronavirus so he talks about his feelings about masks which i agree can be somewhat loopy but like at the end of the day like you don't necessarily know who you who you're around and 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 whatever and and you know i don't trust people from a from a cleanliness standpoint so he starts talking about how that doesn't that doesn't matter and then david who is a white man wants to go into talking about his black experience which i just i i honestly just started looking at my phone like i was like i don't i don't want to have this conversation <laughs> like we've had a nice interaction and there's only one direction that this can go this can only go in a NASCAR direction, which is left. That is the only that is the only way that this conversation can go because eventually you're gonna say some wild stuff. And he did. And he went <laughs> he went down his reference point where he was talking about what sounded like his only black friend ever. And <laughs> and I forget what the guy's name was, but he was talking about how uh, apparently David had a had a tumultuous childhood where he was getting picked on in school and Apparently these guys were going were going to put their hands on him one day and and this guy uh, you know Jamal came out to help him and he made sure he like stuck up for him and he beat up the bullies and preserved him. This is in elementary school. David is was a strong fifty and he he went back to elementary school to tell us about about his friend Jamal uh, in third grade and. <laughs> and then the story went on because we were like okay great if that stop if it stops there phenomenal like that's that's a great place to stop the stop the store then he goes on to tell us how david how uh how jamal strung out on drugs now and how he saw him and he was just like you know he was just really down bad on his luck and all. And i'm like man why why are we talking about this why why does this why does this why do we need to have this conversation right now okay I, you don't have to prove that you're not racist i'm not really worried about it right now we are we are in a we're in nature we are enjoying we are harnessing our cheese we are being very, very, we are connecting with God's creation, okay? I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. I, I just, I just want to exist. And so while David, you know, well-intentioned largely, I will say, definitely soured the whole experience because it was just not, it, let's just, let's talk about the weather. Let's give us some other destinations to go to. 
you know, let's talk about where we're from and then let's keep it pushing, dog. Like, I just don't really know. I just don't, I just didn't feel like that whole line of conversation line, you know, was really, was really necessary at the end of the day. But, you know, whatever. So <laughs> that was our experience at Cochina Woman and Warrior Man. We got down, walked back around, got, got the flicks off, whatever, and then went down uh, hiked back to the car, which was very long, and then on the on the way, I realized that my extremities were swollen. Like I was like kind of pulsing or like like making a fist, and I realized that and my my hands felt swollen. I looked down and I was like, "What is going on in my elbows?" Like, and I, and as I mentioned, I was like, "Yo, why am I swollen?" And Courtney, without breaking stride, is like, "Yeah, that happens." She was like, "You've been walking for hours with your arms just." down by your side so the blood has pulled there and i'm like well so what do you do she's like you just gotta you know hold your hold your hands up so i'm looking like an idiot walking in the desert with my hands up like i'm catching the holy ghost walking down well you know walking walking between all this all this stuff and uh but eventually it like it dissipated but that was the first time that i had really felt that and so i'm sure some of y'all who have gone hiking have have experienced that that was new to me so <laughs> that was that was like on a on a mile mile uh, six or seven where that started happening. So we got to the point where we thought Ernest had given us the, where we zig, where we should have zagged. And so we were like, you know, let's go ahead and try and let's see, because per his directions, if once we made this turn, the right turn, then we should walk three quarters of a mile and then should be able to see Birthing Cave. That never happened. So we made, we made it about a mile uh, luckily, there were, we, there was an Apple Watch that that we had, so that we were able to to figure out how far we had walked. We walked about a mile, and then saw no signs of Birthing Cave. Turned around, we're like, "Well, it's cooked. Like that that'll just be safe for another time." And as we're walking out, as we're walking out, there is there is this there's this, this party of of uh, young women who are walking in, and they're like, "Do you guys know where Birthing Cave is?" And we're like, "We are not the ones to guide." <laughs> to guide you at all and they were saying yeah we've been on the search we've been looking for it for like a couple hours and we haven't been able to find it's like yeah it's probably uh time to have you heard about the vortexes we can tell you about we can tell you about those cochino cochino woman woman and warrior man you know great great pivots for your for your day so went back to the car kicked it there um Went and got some something to eat because we were starving. As I mentioned, we had been hiking for forever. And then went back to the room because the element had called and was saying, like, you know, where, where are you guys? Where's, what's going on? And I let them know kindly, as I was still upset with Marriott as a whole, Bonvoy, that I have a late checkout. So I default to 4 p.m. So I'm not coming back until then. Check the system. Like, that should have that been it. It, it should. It, it. I really don't have any other words. Like y'all not gonna throw my stuff out. So you know it is what it is. So I'll be back when I'm back. And we get get back to the to the room. They are definitely talking about it. <laughs> when we walk in. We grab our stuff and then we're trying to like we're like okay what's what's going on because there were a few other destinations that that David had given us prior to telling us his tale of Jamal and and his connection to the black community. And we <laughs> were debating going there. And I was like, man, I got to go to the Grand Canyon. I was like, we, there's just no, I, and this is how I prefer to travel. Cause I think if you go with the flow until somebody has a strong affinity or a strong point of view about going to see something. And then from there, then that, 
then then that's where it's like if if the other person is indifferent, then that's what that's what we do, you know. And so that was kind of what it boiled down to, where it was just like, you know, we'll go down to um, to the Grand Canyon. We were trying to target sunset. We had it was about two and a half hours away, I believe, three hours, and we so I was gonna have to shave some time, and. We were able to, to, to shave time. We're looking at the sunset the whole time. You get to, when you get to the Grand Canyon, you still have more, when you get like get to the area, you still have further to drive. So you get there and then there is a, uh, a $35 fee to enter into the park. Um, and so once you get into the, once you get into the park there, then there's, there's elk that are around there's there's a lot of because you're i mean you're in nature obviously so there's there's elk that are running around there are pull there are areas to pull off so that you can look at different lookouts but if you keep driving straight then you get to the parking lot where you can go up to the to the grand canyon and i had mentioned before that i i have been to the grand canyon as a child and while i am very grateful for the opportunity uh, to do that and to my, my lovely parents who, who afforded me that opportunity so that I could say that I had been to the Grand Canyon. We just, we kind of flew over and I, I honestly, I believe I was like 10 and I, I couldn't really grasp what I, was, what I was seeing. I also don't think that that vantage point offered the vastness of what we were seeing. But there are several ways to experience the Grand Canyon. Shortly after I got back, I noticed that there were a few other people who were going out there. Actually, uh, a, a good handful of people were going out to to Arizona to kind of have a similar experience. And there were, you know, you can hike within the Grand Canyon. You can pull up on the Grand Canyon. You can fly over the Grand Canyon. You can ride a donkey through the Grand Canyon. Like, there's a lot of different ways that you can experience the Grand Canyon. So we just walked up on the Grand Canyon. And when I tell y'all, boy, it was breathtaking. I mean, it was insane. You the the vastness of the Grand Canyon is beyond words. And the and there was impact of the wildfires. Like there was smoke that you could see, but you could and that that stopped the view. But when I tell you you could see for miles, man, I mean it was it was crazy. It was just an insane experience. It was gorgeous. I mean, I I definitely want to go back and and would do so. I, I think that it would be phenomenal to experience en route to the coral the pink coral sands. You know, the next time whenever whenever I'm out there and I'm, I'm gonna go up there because that will be a destination. I will definitely be stopping at the Grand Canyon. We sat there and just really took it in, and we're just like looking at the sights. And I mean, it's the 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 array of colors that were reflecting off of the off of the rock. And I mean, it was just it was just an incredible experience, man. And I mentioned before earlier and about the about the stars and how clear the sky is and everything. And so when we we're leaving. We stayed there until took pictures and the whole nine. And um, I definitely got a little senior pixie, <laughs> you know, just like sitting, sitting with with my knees and my chest and, and my arms folded and, and smiling at the camera. But I mean, the the pictures were just they just don't do it justice. They, they really don't like you have to be there. You have to see it. And it is well worth it. I mean, we were there for probably 90 minutes, two hours max, like before before leaving. So to drive round trip five hours for two hours. And for me, and I tell you, it was well, well worth it. Like if you're out there, I would highly, highly encourage you to just go and to and to experience it, you know, 
But I mean, it is a truly spiritual experience when you're there because you just see like all of these things, you see a lot of things that are man-made, but for this to just come from nature and to be part of creation, it is, it just speaks volumes to the natural beauty that exists, which is really what my 2020 has been predicated upon from a, uh, you know, in COVID. There's just been, it's been a lot less party and a lot more appreciation for, for nature and for what exists and, and just being able to have different experiences within our domestic, within the, within the country. And on our way out, it's funny, Courtney asked if I was gonna tell the story. I 1000% am. So there was a uh there was a Karen incident, but it was on the the other side where she was wearing a mask and she walked by this these this couple, this younger couple who was and she presented a little older, I'd say probably in her in her 50s, but she walked by this like 20-something couple who didn't have their masks on or they were pulled down or something. And she was screaming at them about, <laughs> why don't you wear your mask? And this is during like the, the sunset, the sun has, has, is, has shifted and it's on the other side of the, it's out of the grand Canyon. So we've like walked over to like take pictures of the sunset and like everything is very peaceful and people are, you know, just being very respectful of the, of the time. And she starts going off on this dude and, and, and his girl over there. Just, she's just like, where's your mask? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, <laughs> he's bro's like, what are you talking about? He was like, I am, I am not far from you. He's like, I am not close to you. I'm six feet away from you. I have already passed. We are outdoors. There, this, the, the, there's fresh air moving. Why are you talking to me? You have doubled, you've gone out of your way to come back and, and to say something to me. I'm not around anybody. I'm not bothering anybody. And I was just like, wow, I felt her deeply. He hit her with a strong dose of logic. And like, why are you worrying me? when I when I'm already on my way like and you got your mask on like you are very fine so I just it was just a very interesting switch for me because I am very much team mask up and do what you got to do and don't be breathing on me everything but I've in that instance I would I have doubled back to hassle somebody I just I just really can't say that I, I would have done that but you know to each their own she ended up leaving them alone and then left and it was all it was all good so after after we left the Grand Canyon, drove down to Arizona or to, to Phoenix, excuse me, and kicked it there for the for the night and really just crashed. And then woke up the next day, met up with some with some friends who we had seen before and went and grabbed brunch. It was delicious uh, in a nice socially distant situation as well. And then from there, went to the went to the airport, almost missed my flight. <laughs> <laughs> just because as i mentioned before you have the 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 rental car depot is far from the from the actual airport terminal so and i was an idiot so it was it was more so my fault because i definitely allowed enough time to get to my gate on time so i was not rushing i was not irresponsible with that plan with that aspect of the planning however when i was i was trying to handle several things at once and I was I had left with the rental car key in my pocket because these freaking keyless situations where they were the where the whatever it, it, it was a push to start I didn't have I had the key in my pocket I was already it was it was tight 
I had enough time, but it was tight, so I wasn't going to be able to go back. I got the Enterprise woman calling me and asking me about if I got the key. I'm falsely claiming that I gave it to them. I did not. It's in my pocket. I'm trying to handle that. I get off at the wrong terminal. So now I got a manual. I got to run to the terminal as opposed to getting dropped off, which ad, which decimated my cushion. And I was I was almost cooked. Like I ended up getting on the flight. I had the guy had like 15 minutes before the flight took off. And, you know, they they will shut the door on you with an, at an arbitrary 10 minutes. You could probably argue your way on or finesse your way on with like eight. I have done that before, but you, you don't really want to play with that that 10 minute mark because they reserve the right to give you the sad face after that. But made it. It was all good. All in all, it was a phenomenal experience. Highly, highly recommend going and checking it out. Obviously, as I mentioned, we did not we were not able to find Birthing Cave. We were not able to hit Devil's Bridge. There are several other treasures that exist within that Sedona northern Air, northern Arizona area. And like I said, I'm coming back for the pink coral sand dunes. That is just something that I feel like the Lord has for me. Like something I feel like I need to go do. <laughs> but it is a, it was a, a very dope experience, and just being able to to maneuver and to and to experience a different way of Sedona, or experience Sedona in a different way, and to see a different side of Arizona outside of just going to Phoenix and Scottsdale, or going to as I mentioned, like Church in the Rock and the and the Dr. Seuss Museum, etc. So I would definitely, if you guys have questions on that. Please refer to Instagram. Follow us at GQ50 at the Travel Guys. Feel free to reach out, slide in my DMs. I'm happy to I'm happy to help where I can. But I would definitely encourage you to just do a little research and figure out what else is out there for you and what you would like to do, what you would like to experience, because you can really customize the trip that so that it's conducive to what you want to do. And you can do it economically. Outside, if you do not have outside of those those freaking hotels. So make sure that you do plan accordingly there. Just make sure that ain't nothing going on with Ed Sedona. I never figured out what was driving, what was jacking those prices up. But whatever. Neither here nor there. We made it. We still here. We still strong. You know, and we back. So as I mentioned, please subscribe, rate, review us, and follow us on all the socials at GQ50, at The Travel Guides on IG, at The Travel Guides on TikTok, at GQ50 on Twitter, and that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening. <laughs>